0: Well, good morning and hello, kids and cubs, and welcome to season three and episode number 127 of the Daily Beaver here on the Cryer Media Network. Today recording day is Thursday, May 25th, 2023, and it will be a gorgeous, as you can tell by the sun coming through the window on my face, late spring day here at the Beaver Lodge with temperatures hitting 15, perfect for tennis, which I did not get to play yesterday because uh, soon after finishing the show, we got rain. Didn't expect it, but there it came. I'm your host, the eager Beaver, pronouns he/him/hey, Mr. Beaver, a, and with me, as always, is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly. Uh, looking uh, super cool today, I must say. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcasters, found, our podcast's founding sponsors, the Peppermaster, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvidman Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a Thursday morning nibble for you today, kids. But first, let's say hello to Mr. Grizzly and ask, "How's your mental health today, sir?"
1: Good morning, Mr. Beaver. Um, When I wake up, I'll let you know how I'm feeling. (laughs) Mm. I I, uh, Uh. slept in until 6.30. I kept hitting the snooze button, and at 6.30, I rolled out of bed, Mm. washed up quickly, poured a coffee, sat down, turned this on. Here we
0: are. Mm. I'm not awake. Wow. Uh, I'm... Not fully rested because uh, my beaver sweetie decided that he was going to have trouble sleeping last night and didn't come to bed till three in the morning. After which he tried to um, get under the blankets and cover himself, and by covering himself would uncover me, mm. and then covered me and uncovered himself, and then uncovered me and then covered and did that like three times and woke me up and was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so I, I had a little bear growl last night somewhere around three in the morning <laughs> pulled the blanket over myself but at five i was up and i was like oh god I had my sleep interrupted three times <laughs> yeah that that's that, uh, that
1: kind of sucks
0: yeah um and uh i do not know what um what's going on in the universe but uh i'm uh, uh, living under some bad juju the last three or four weeks, I keep on misplacing and losing stuff left, right, and center. I have lost at least five or six, seven things that I just cannot find anymore all in the last two weeks. And a lot of them seem to be, uh, for some things, things falling out of my pocket when I'm riding my bike, which has never happened to me in my entire existence in 50 That's years, but it's happened to me twice this month. That's why when you ride a when you're cycling,
1: you need to have shorts or pants that have zippered pockets.
0: It seems so, but I've never had pants with zippered pockets before this year, never lost anything twice in one month. Yeah, well, well, so, congr- uh, congratulations. Um, Welcome to your fifties. Yeah. Yeah, really. And the number of times over the last three weeks that I've put my cell phone down somewhere and I just, hasn't been distracted and just don't remember where, and I have to like go to like, the internet and like make my cell phone ring. Mm. That, that's just. Yeah, I'm um, I'm not uh, as sharp and focused as I normally am and it's a little disturbing actually. Terrible, frustrating. Terrible case of craft disease. Craft disease.
1: Can't remember a friggin' thing.
0: Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh I'm hoping that what I lost yesterday wasn't while I was riding my bike, but while I was at the theater uh taking clothes off and putting clothes on because we were doing wardrobe fittings yesterday and maybe it just fell on the floor, but um
1: I'm going to yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to Put a little insight into this and say this clumsiness, this forgetfulness of yours. I don't think that's really that new. I mean, the last time we did a podcast, you dropped a pile of cash out of your pocket onto the floor under the table.
0: Yeah, it just fell right out of my wallet as I went to pay my bill.
1: When when we went when we when we did that uh, work as extras,
0: you left wearing the wrong shoes. <laughs> yep like i don't think this is that new my friend <laughs> no it's not new it's a common thing i have to not be distracted when i'm leaving okay yes but <laughs> i'm always distracted when i'm leaving because i live with the world's most pleasant distraction okay <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh yeah i'm uh but lack of sleep you know it, it's been a constant thing lack of sleep whenever i get into a about where i have lack of sleep i keep forgetting things or like falling asleep on trains and missing my missing my stop. Like the number of times I've had insomnia and like this, I've gone from Ottawa to Kingston and ended up waking up in Belleville. <laughs> because like nobody decides, like nobody passes by, taps you on the shoulder and says, oh, by the way, this is your stop. We put this little thing on top of your thing that says, you know, this little sticker says that you're getting off at Kingston, but we didn't like pass by and tap you on the shoulder and say, oh, you might want to get off now. So. <laughs> I I think their take on that is we're not your babysitter. You're an adult. I get that. I get that. But like, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, So yeah, I've been going through a couple of rough days. Um, But Hey, that doesn't matter because like I said, nobody got sick. Nobody went hungry. Nobody died. So Mm -hmm. ultimately Mm -hmm. just frustrating. Um, All right, kids. today we uh, continue with part two of our um, look into uh, the report of the Special Rapporteur. Um, We have uh, some additional clips for you uh, based on what uh, David Johnson said in uh, the report and some of the comments uh, that were made as a result. Hopefully we'll have a chance to go through all of them. all right. Uh, I'm trying to think, whether maybe, maybe I'll do a selection because I do have a lot of them. But uh, well, there's I, going I do out. going on. I do have this clip here from the PM yesterday
1: in his sort of um, retort. Yeah. It's so a short have, clip. We'll yeah, just let's show
0: see. this. Uh, so go ahead, Mr. Grizzly. And Pierre Polyev is choosing to sit behind a veil of ignorance instead. He doesn't want the facts to get in the way of a good political argument or a personal attack. I think Canadians have to ask themselves the question, is that a serious leader? Is that a serious way to handle something as important as foreign countries trying to mess with our democracy, with our businesses, with our diaspora communities? On an issue like this, we have to be grounded in facts. That's what this government is doing. That's what David Johnson has done. That's what Pierre Polyev refuses to
2: do.
1: That's pretty much in your face saying, look, uh, Pierre Polyev just, Althea Raj wrote a column about it in the Toronto Star. She says, um, the reason Polyev refuses to get access to top security information, he doesn't want to know what happened. He wants to be free to mischaracterize it. And this is what he's been doing. He refuses to be briefed. He's four times, four times he was asked to talk to David Johnston's uh, office regarding this matter. Not once he refused to meet with him. He, he flat out first he lied and said uh, he was busy. Then he came out, his office lied and said he was busy. Then he came out and said, no, I just refused to meet with him. This man shouldn't be in charge of a hot dog cart. He, he, he's, he's a stochastic terrorist. We've said it time and time again. And he wants nothing to do with actual leadership. And instead, he just wants to rage farm. And he's good at rage farming. But what I do not understand... What I fail to, 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 to grasp is why he's allowed to continue to do this day after day after day. And the only people who ever ask him why are other politicians. Why is the mainstream media not holding his feet to the fire? I mean, he, asked, he was asked the simple question the other day and he, his response was, uh, I'm going to answer the question the way I want to. He never provided an answer. He did nothing.
0: It just. We're in a very yeah. strange place right now. Yeah, my son, another press, uh, presser with him, where somebody. Else.
1: I think we've lost Mr. Beaver. I wasn't sure if it was me or him for a second there. We'll get him back in a sec. He's just having some technology issues this morning, as sometimes. That's simply how it goes. I just. Uh, I don't know, man. we're we're in a very, like I said, we're in a very, very strange place right now. and and I don't know I don't know if we're going to uh, pull through this the way we should as as a as a country that um, wants to do better, wants to be better, wants to actually get to the truth and the heart of the matter. It's just not what's happening. I I don't, I don't understand Uh, Mr. Mr. Beaver's uh, got computer issues. So I will just put, put a, put a bow on things here this morning and and, uh, wrap it up shortly. This will be a very brief uh, program this morning because uh, I got to get into the office and I've lost my colleague because his computer seems to have crashed on him. This is what happens sometimes with technology. As we know, nothing is permanent. Nothing is, uh, nothing works out the way we always want it to. Let's put it that way. So something else that I find very troubling is how uh, David Johnson was appointed governor general by Stephen Harper and uh, all of a sudden he's now no longer reliable. Uh, Kirpaliev refuses to get the clearance required to see the specific files we're discussing. Now, he has clearance, otherwise he couldn't be on the Hill. But you need additional clearance to view certain documents and he's refusing to get it. Like, what is this all about? I, am I'm, I'm, is it, it is just so he can, can misinform the public and rage farm over it so he can grift the uninformed individuals in this country that he will get fired up. And like I said, rage farmed so he can grift some money out of them because I don't know what the hell is going on. it's it's mind-boggling to me that this is allowed to continue. He doesn't get to answer for it because he refuses to answer a bloody question. This is not a leader of a nation. This is a dictator is what this is, plain and simple. He's a dictator. He's going to tell you exactly what he wants to tell you. He refuses to answer questions by saying, I will answer the question the way I want to like a fucking frat boy, like a a, a a spoiled elitist child. I don't want to, so I'm going to do this instead. He's such a little shit of a human being, a shit gibbon. It's just, you shake your head daily about it and you don't know what to say anymore. And here's something else I've noticed about the the, the current crop of conservatives the reform party in another name have you noticed just just now that when i tell you this you might you might see this you might go out and seek it out and pay attention not a single member of that party not a one has said the word china in regards to all of this at least i've not seen it yet they refer to this inquiry as Beijing's interference, not China. They won't say China because they handcuffed us to China for 31 years with the FIPA deal that they signed in secret. Remember that? Do, do you remember that, Mr. Poliev? Do you remember that at all? Because it happened. You did it. You were there. You helped create this deal. You signed it. I just don't. They, they they refuse to say the word China, but they're always pointing their finger at Beijing. And I think it's because of the the FIPA deal. And maybe because, you know, when they say China, all of a sudden the China bots will attack them. I, I, I don't know what's going on there. <sighs> you could be right about this, Linda, um, that he doesn't want, um, he doesn't want clearance to find something that he's got hidden in his background somewhere i don't know i don't know i don't i don't know what it is mr beaver you're back but looks like you're having computer issues this morning are not you
0: yes i am
1: that happens it happens to all of us i'm sorry, a, kids, I'm,
0: I'm sorry. go ahead Keep going. no go ahead no no go go
1: go, go. i was just I, saying I, it I'm happens not. to all of us computer computer issues happen that's just technology it's the way it is
0: yeah i know but it just i put five hours of work into the show so i mean just
1: well we can we can do it tomorrow you know it happens you know you you gotta let it go you gotta go with the flow we'll ride the canoe we'll get in the canoe and ride the river to where it takes us and tomorrow we can steer the whole thing with a motor on the back although i've never seen a motor on a canoe do you put you ever seen a motor on a canoe maybe a trolling motor a small little two horsepower trolling motor I haven't been fishing in a long time. Can you tell? <laughs> not there are fishing. There are people who fish off the bank street bridge in the Rideau Canal because you can get some massive carp out of the canal. I would <laughs> <do anything laughs> that came out of the canal because ugh, that water is not clean, not clean at all. As I know, you know, Mr. Beaver, you've seen the canal. <laughs> it, Indeed. Indeed. it is not, uh, it's not, it's not clean. <laughs> But it looks pretty. And it's nice to, to paddle a canoe or a kayak down in the summertime. You can get motors for flatback canoes. Okay, see, there we go. Thank you, uh, Christian. I appreciate that. Like I said, I haven't been in a canoe in a long time. And I don't remember. Uh, there you go, uh, Mr. Beaver. Hugs for snuggles from Elaine. You gotta, you gotta, You, you got you to do you. what Taylor Swift does yeah. and shake it off. I got another video clip here, and this is right. this is this is um, this is an interesting clip, and and it's with uh, I think it's with Vashi. Is it Vashi? Yeah, I think that's Vashi. I'll I'll put this on the screen here, and well, let's just watch this. It's uh, it, it's um it's interesting.
3: Oh, yeah. We'll only know what actually occurred, and Canadians will only be able to have confidence in our. In our elections and in our democracy, if there is a transparent and open process, that is not what they were given when the prime minister appointed someone who he describes as a close friend, and who sat as a board member on the foundation that shares his family name, um, who, who, in seeking out Mr. Johnson and seeking out if he was in a conflict, asked a, another member of the Trudeau Foundation if he was in a conflict. I mean, of interest. A Former
2: Supreme Court Justice, to be fair, uh,
3: you know, there's. It, it's, like I it's said, inc- Chuck
2: Strahl, Bill Davis, Peter Lockheed, n- are n- their reputations n- impugned n- too n- because none they of, sat there?
3: None of them uh, have been asked to investigate foreign interference after the Trudeau Foundation was used. Uh, as a vehicle by Beijing to target the Prime Minister in an influence operation. It shows incredibly poor judgment on behalf of the Prime Minister, and this is exactly why we need an open, public, transparent inquiry. And uh, and that's what we're going to continue to call for, because that's what Parliament voted on and passed. And it's incumbent on the Prime Minister to respect our democratic institutions that he claims he's trying to protect. That's certainly what we're trying to do.
0: Okay, there's so much bullshit there. Yeah, yeah. First of all, okay, number one, um, how are they speaking with such certainty? The clip before that for him, it's a cover-up, it's a cover-up. How do they know it's a cover-up? They won't even expose themselves into the information at all. The leader won't expose themselves to the information. So are they speaking with such certainty about what the information says? And we still don't know because absolutely nobody in the media world is taking the time to ask the question of the two MPs that actually sit on the ENSECOP, the two Conservative MPs. What do you do with the information that you get at ENSECOP? How do you bring this to the cabinet? Ta- how do you bring this to the caucus table? Not the cabinet table because they're not the government. What do you share with the leader? What do you share with the members? What do you share with your caucus? How are they speaking yeah. with such certainty? There's only two people in the whole party that have seen the information. We don't know what they do with it. And no journalist will ask the obvious question what did you do with the information that you received so far?
1: Of course not, because then that would be, you know. Not painting the picture that the foreign-owned media, the right-wing, extreme, conservative, evangelical, Christian, hedge fund, Chatham Asset Management, that owns 66.6%, 666, of the National Post, uh, uh, Post Media, it won't paint the picture they want to paint for you if they ask those questions. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, they're talking with certainty. They don't know what they're talking about. They're proud to know what they're not talking about. They lied to us Mm -hmm. first about reason for which Paul or Bolivier would not meet with them. Then they just outright bragged that, well, which is not going to be helpful. Turns out they were invited four times, and now they're invited again. And still refuse to. And still refuse. Um, This is not statesmanship. No. It's not. It's not statesmanship, and this is disqualifying. It should be disqualifying, and I do not know why why this is not the narrative.
1: This is barely elementary school debate club.
0: Yeah. It's terrible. Um, Yeah. And finally, um, at least, uh, there's another media outlet, which I had not heard of before until yesterday, called the Daily Scrum News, Mm -hmm. which is asking the question. That we have been asking, Mr. Grizzly, Pierre Polliver's reluctance to be vetted to receive ENSA COP top secret clearance raises red flags.
1: I'm I not familiar with this organization. But. Neither
0: am I. But uh, this is the question that we have been asking. When you have the leader of an opposition, a man who aspires to be prime minister, who's openly declaring before cameras and on microphones that he is the type of person who does not want to know. And will not take steps to know. And won't lift a finger to be helpful. Isn't that isn't that like a big bat signal to every government around the world who wants to exercise influence that, hey, I'm taking applications and accepting offers? Yeah. When are we going to start talking about him as being a national security risk? When? I just don't. Oh, man. And, you know. Althea Raj uh, had a great comment on this. Uh, she was on the, uh, the national uh, at issue. I'm sorry, there's a whole bunch of sounds going on because, of <laughs> course, my computer is going completely ha- sideways. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sideways. So uh, I'm sorry, everything I, for people listening at home and all the, the sounds popping up. For some reason, I normally I can control these, but today i can't (laughs) um but uh yeah we had uh uh, and of course all the data of all the notes that i took this morning all disappeared too when the computer crashed
1: uh yeah it happens like i said at the beginning of the show with the punches
0: i am having that juju I'm having that weird juju. Okay, uh, here it is. I believe it is. I'm sorry if I don't have the timestamp exactly uh, right to start at a good spot, but I think this might be it right here. All right, Mr. Grizzly, uh, and I'm going strictly from memory because the notes have vanished. But I think this is it. you want to blow that up, please?
2: Well, okay, on the political stuff, yeah. what happens is the conservatives make a lot more money. Uh, of off
0: course, of it. it's at triple speed. <laughs> like, what? Everything is, is going on? wrong. All right, let's try this one. Let's try this the fifth time. Your revelations come out.
2: Well, okay, on the political stuff, yeah. what happens is the conservatives make a lot more money fundraising off of this. But on the other hand... I think, you know, Mr. Poliev today had a press conference and he talked about how he does not want uh, to be sworn in and he does not want to see the evidence on which David Johnson has based himself, because that is a trap and that would silence him. Well, if he's the prime minister, he has to see this information and he still will not be able to talk about it. So this argument makes no sense to me. And I feel like on the one hand, they are, they are, there is a message there that resonates with the greater public, And on the other hand, there's an uber partisan message message that really makes no sense. But that being said, if I was a conservative, I would be popping the champagne because this is a day to celebrate. It could not have been better than that. This could not have been better than they anticipated. Okay.
1: There you go. It's all about
0: his rage farming so he can grift you for more money. That's really, really all it is about, and thus lending more confidence to the key, the thing that we keep on saying. They don't really care if they win or lose. No. Nope. So long as they can raise money off it, and if they win, well, bonus, they get the purse strings. But they're not. Um, <sighs> they don't care. Just, they just don't care. They just don't care, like, whatsoever, any, anything at all. Um,
1: they just care about two things. Remember, money and power. Oh, three money, power, and themselves. That's it. Raise money, get money, gain power to get more money, and they will govern, govern, I use that word loosely, uh, because let's face it, look, if, if Skippy ever gets in power, we'll, we'll have uh, worse than Harper, because Harper was the king of incrementalism. Skippy isn't. Skippy will destroy this nation. I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that. He is part of the stochastic terrorist crew that will rage far. They, they had the, what was it? The, the hotline they wanted to establish for, for barbaric practices. That is blatant, rampant racism. And I didn't make mention of any particular race in there, but we all know why they put that up. We all know. And it's real simple, because it boils right down to the fact that the Christo-fascist, extreme, evangelical, Christian, right-wing members of society who have been incrementally trying to push their message across, it goes back to uh, them getting their victory over Roe v. Wade in the U.S., they're doing the same thing here. There's a book written about it by Marcy McDonald that talks about all of this. And that book that I mentioned yesterday on on the Twitter was written or released in 2011. Mm -hmm. And there's more info today about it. It's really disturbing.
0: Indeed, indeed. Um, I have another uh, clip from uh, from the at issue. Okay. Um, And it uh, pertains to um, a lot of people making... Well, the case that people are making um, that a public inquiry should be held and that uh, David Johnson is basically saying, uh, just trust me, which is the claim, for example, of Andrew Coyne and mm-hmm. such. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we'll go uh, with that, Mr. Grizzly, if you will. Uh, this will be a couple of sec- a couple of minutes here.
4: ...mollify any of the government's critics uh, and not likely to engender a lot of public trust in the process. you.
2: It's like if Mr. Johnston seeks to operate in the sphere that is free of partisanship and he doesn't realize that he's actually operating in a system that is fueled by partisanship, the easy answer would have been a public inquiry. It is what the opposition wants. It actually would have been better for the government. They get to turn a new page with a new commissioner, put this controversy behind them, Start afresh. And if what David Johnson says in his report, that there's actually no wrongdoing, that the government did not fail to act based on political partisan reasons, then why wouldn't they themselves call a public inquiry? I think that is also part of the equation today. I think, you know, seeing where Mr. Johnson is coming from and kind of, you know, thinking back to his past writings, I'm not entirely surprised he went this way, but I am surprised the government decided to accept it.
5: Well, it, it's funny because he actually says a public inquiry would have been the easy answer but not the right one and would not, in fact, have uh, led to more public trust. The, quite the opposite of what you're all saying, Chantal
4: Okay, I, I was never, and I still am not, a public inquiry convert, but going through the motions still matters. Mm-hmm. And what this does is not going through the motions. Mm-hmm. I... Um, will disagree with Andrew on the notion that he's only saying, take me on trust. He's basically saying, anybody with access to the same information as I have had will come to the same conclusion. Opposition leaders, opposition MPs, come and read it. But I'm not sure that uh, it will satisfy the the need of the public to say, well, you know, perspective matters. And your perspective maybe is not the one that uh, we trust most, Andrew.
0: Okay, now watch what Andrew does. Okay, because the point he made before Althea spoke was that it was just trust me. Mm -hmm. This has now been debunked. Now watch what he does.
4: The best part of the report is the invitation to uh, NS Steyckoff, the Committee of Parliamentarians, or the opposition leaders, if they're willing to be sworn up to secrecy, Uh, to test and look at his recommendations. The question is, what do they do if they find fault with it? How do they make their case to the public that he's got it wrong if they can't reveal any of the information? So we're kind of in a circular loop here. The Prime Minister, as I've said many times, could could disclose all the answers to these questions, could come out in public in a press conference and answer all the questions, or he could answer the questions in a public inquiry. But in each case, he'd have somebody actually probing his answers and comparing them against other things on the record, et cetera, to see whether they stood up. Whereas in this case, he's basically sort of, you know, Father Confessor David Johnson has taken his, his word for it and basically transcribed it and repeated it back to us. And we're all, again, supposed to take it on faith. Oh.
0: So he takes the thing about inviting the three leaders, mm-hmm. integrates it, but ends up at the exact same thing. He's asking us to take it on faith. No matter what's said, he always ends up at the same damn thing. He twists it and torques it to get to the same point, while of course you know doing that little smear, Father Confessor David mm. Johnson. Now, of course, in this report, nobody was sworn in and under oath. So yes, somebody's been at the point where they could just turn around and say, "I like cheese," and yeah. You know. yeah. But yeah. it seems that a man of David Johnston's uh, caliber and quality would realize that if somebody was doing that, well, then would probably recommend another step. Another step, I would assume, if One he was feeling assume. that he was not getting full cooperation we would assume. And then Althea comes in and finishes it off. Ms. Grizzly.
2: Things. One, I actually do think that an inquirer probably would have access to more information than Mr. Johnson has had. It just, when you start looking, other things tend to pop up sure. and yeah. he doesn't have subpoena powers. Um, you know, so I, I'm not sure that I agree with that part of his conclusion, but to Andrew's point, the committee of parliamentarians that meets behind closed doors, they do issue public reports. So much like this report where Mr. Johnson goes through the intelligence with regards to the media leak and says, well, I, I can sum this up and tell you what uh, I have found a little bit like in the Arar inquiry, what, what came out publicly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, that committee can do that. And it has done that. The problem in the past, frankly, is that it has done really good reports and the government has ignored them. Well, basically ignore them until last March.
0: So again, he got sandwiched. Mm-hmm. Right? He's really trying, like this. And You notice, like he's just like mm-hmm. that person dealing with two things. women who are, are, are much smarter than he. Like this, and they're actually saying what they think, and he's spouting a line mm-hmm. and twisting and twerking everything to get there. He, 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 I do not know, that know that what's what's become what's happened to this man, and all this time that he's <laughs> doing this, all this time that he has been doing this, not once from his lips. Has it come that he's related to one of the members Mm -hmm. of the Judah Board Foundation?
1: Seems to conveniently
0: leave that out. uh. He keeps on talking about everybody else's conflicts, but will not disclose his own. And the Globe and Mail keeps on publishing them, even though with no disclaimers, even though they all know what his conflict is. This man is dishonest. Clearly. Clearly. This man is very intellectually dishonest. I, I used to have some respect for him. I'm really, really losing it on this file. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious as to why. The man just... he, he, he uh, He's demanding of others that which he won't give himself. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's got one bar for the behavior of the prime minister and a whole other one for his own. His own. Uh, just, You're not commenting from a position of strength here. You're not commenting. So there's been lots of fair comments about the limitations of Mr. Johnson's process at the moment. And yes, it could be clearer, but as many kids have mentioned, uh, on the chat, um, what stops them from just slagging whoever the new person would be? Because the comment was, you know, well, David Johnson said, well, we're not going to do this type of thing, but we're going to do this type of thing. And it just turns out, well, I'm the right guy for it it's like, why didn't, and I can understand that optically. Um, but again, who else has the top security clearance? Because I mean, he was the representative of the head of state. So he kind of has it, um, you know, has the respect, has the reputation, has done this type of work many times before. And as Mr. Johnson said, you know, I've done this type of work like two to three time, dozen times, before. And no one's ever questioned my integrity until now. Yeah. Yeah. Like and they're all questioning based on optics. And I understand there's optics. There always is optics. But we're also talking about a man that has done this two to three dozen times. You would think that the weight of all of that, it's like, no, he made this one decision once in his life. And now his reputation is entirely in tatters. And why would he do that? Well, and and,
1: and here's That's the, the thing. That's Of course, that's the narrative, but th- here's the thing. It's like they're, taking, they're making a Mount Everest out of a microscopic speck of dust. It's one thing that they, they're trying to blow up and say it's this terrible thing, and it's destroyed his reputation that it took him his entire life to build, and I'm like, what are you talking about? He accepted a position. It's not like he was out burning a cross on my front lawn. It's yeah. not even, they're trying to make it out to be like that. And it's, it's not, it's not even close. It's not even in the realm.
0: It's not in the galaxy for crying out loud. Yeah. And, uh, I'd like to show another one, uh, Mr. Grizzly. This is a uh, PP, not when he was making his a stupid comment, uh, in, at the, his official press thing, mm-hmm. which everybody has seen on the web. Uh, but he actually went out and did a media interview yesterday.
5: Like with an actual media.
0: But he went to the friendliest media that he's got, which is um, uh, CP. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Conservative leader Pierre Polyev says that he is not buying the special rapporteur's report into allegations of foreign interference. Now, this comes after David Johnston announced that he does not think a public inquiry is needed into alleged foreign meddling in the past two federal elections. Johnston based his illusion on intelligence information that the federal opposition leader was not cleared to view. Pierre Polyev is in Toronto today and he joins us now. Welcome to CP24. Thanks for having me. I want to ask your your opinion on this, uh, Mr. Polyev. Will you take the prime minister up on his offer to obtain the heightened security clearance if you can see classified information into this yourself?
6: So I'm not going to be muzzled. And what I think Trudeau is trying to do here is put a bunch of paper in front of me Mm -hmm. that has information that's already public, mark it secret, and then say, you can't speak about this anymore because now you've seen classified material. It's a crafty way to silence critics. We already have two conservatives that are cleared to look at these documents and uh, to scrutinize uh, what uh, the prime minister proposes to put in front of me. I think that is uh, the the right way to go. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to be silenced. We actually need is a full public inquiry with a former judge who is skilled at dealing with national security issues to look into the allegations to see why Beijing interfered in two successive elections to help Trudeau win. Why did Beijing give $140,000 to the Trudeau Foundation in order to influence the prime minister? These are questions to which we need real answers, and only a public inquiry will deliver those answers.
5: And you've made it very clear, your stance on your, you, you know, your opinion well, on the relationship between Mr. You Johnson and You've
1: got to stop and, it, because yes, the music there is still going. Uh,
5: what, when you look at your ministers, what about them possibly taking a look at the report?
6: Well, members of my caucus uh, are going to be able to look at it. They are on the committee, uh, the, the, the National Security Committee, so they will be looking at it.
5: How do you see a Paliyev government handling international meddling and interference when it comes to if you were the leader of the Well, first of all, country? we need a
6: full public inquiry into the past meddling that will come up with recommendations to prevent it from happening. Again, we can't have politicians and governments that are compromised and serving the interest of foreign dictatorships. Uh, I want a foreign agent registry, a foreign influence registry, which would require anyone who's paid by a foreign government to manipulate Canadian politics to register and have their name posted online. If you the food bank, you'd have to register. Your name would be online. We'd all know that you were lobbying for the food bank. Sure. But if you're lobbying for a foreign dictatorship, you can do it in secret. I think you should have to register for that.
0: Do you- okay. Now, there's so much bullcrap in all of those answers, okay? Like. Okay. And number one, for some reason throughout this entire interview, I do not know why, Mr. Grizzly, but um, for some reason, I can't get over his hands. Mm-hmm. You put it up. They're always like spread out, right on. Like it's like he's braced, like ah, uh, something. Make, but that's weird. It's that anxiety. is a weird thing to be doing with your hands. Uh, to, yeah, that's really how he's weird. coping. That that's how he's coping because uh, he's lying through his teeth here. Yes. Um, this whole well, hang, the, 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 let's
1: let's back it up for a sec. This whole uh, donation to the Trudeau Foundation to influence—it's a foundation named after his father that he has nothing to do with, and it's a scholarship program for PhD students.
0: But do we actually, he says that the money came from Beijing, it came from two businessmen, but did they get their $140,000 from the PRC to do that? Has that been established yet?
1: No, and again, he doesn't say the word China. It's always Beijing. It's always he Beijing never
0: says China. But all the donations that the Trudeau Foundation has received since its existence, 140000 that came from these two, it makes it Beijing-funded?
1: Yeah, well, and and really, who was it yesterday who pointed out that one hundred and forty thousand dollars could not buy you an African dictator? <laughs> like one hundred and forty yeah. grand—that's not buying goddamn influence over anybody in that position of prime minister. It isn't. It's not. It's not.
0: It's you know, no, for no nowhere near enough. And I mean, and if they tried to buy the influence, well, it didn't really work because uh, we kept on Meng right. Wanzhou. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that not only did we do
1: that, but remember when he confronted Prime Minister Xi and mm-hmm. the Conservatives lost their shit over the fact that he confronted him and said, no, that's not how we do things in Canada. We believe in open and honest
0: democracy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Rage farming shit, given. Now, you will notice that the journalist in this question, in question here, Simply asked him a question, let him answer, and then moved on to the next one.
1: Yeah, didn't no follow-up, no
0: And the entire nine minutes is like that. She asked those two questions of the rapporteur for two minutes and forty-four seconds of a nine-minute and forty-six interview, and then she went on to housing and drugs and whatnot, like this. She just let him say his piece and then moved on. Didn't challenge any of those statements. No rebuttal, no nothing. No yeah. rebuttal, look that just accepted them as true. Did not commit journalism. No refused to commit journalism. It's pathetic. And that's why he goes there. Of course. Of course.
1: Again, he's not been uh, questioned as to the manner in which he continues to, uh, he just keeps hammering at home. $140,000, Beijing, ski buddy, cottage friend. (sighs) He just keeps spinning the same yarn over and
0: over and over and over over again, hoping that people will believe the lie. Yep. And in this answer, he talks about the two CPCM members, Mm -hmm. but says nothing else. We have two. So we know we have access, and that's the way it should be. Okay. I'm the journalist. What, what have they told you about what they've seen so far? Yeah. Right. Painfully obvious follow-up question right there. He handed her, send it, put it on the platter for by talking about the two CPCMPs. Well, and, and have the, they been telling you that the information as the, you know, David Johnson said none of the information you seem to believe the public is require still required. On what basis do you think that was it your two MPs on the ends cup committee that relate to you some information that Mr. Johnson may not be interpreting this information correctly or honestly. That would be a question, wouldn't it? Yeah. Nobody's doing their job here. Yeah. <sighs> nobody's doing their job well his whole statement of
1: of course i'm not going to view it because then uh, he could make me view whatever he wants and then stamp it top secret and then i can't talk about it
0: that's not how it that's fucking not how works it's it works. not how it works
1: and he and, knows it but he yeah. can rage farm off that
0: well now he's got a different problem because blanchette of the bloc quebecois has also said that he does not want to see the information but mr singh has -hmm. And Mr. Singh, well. So now you got the conservatives on the same side as the bloc. Gee, I remember the last time um, when the NDP and the liberals wanted to do something with the bloc. I think they signed this agreement of Mm -hmm. a supply and confidence similar type agreement that would um, have resulted in the Harper government facing a confidence vote. And they were saying, oh my God, how could you be working with the bloc? You're selling. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: If it suits my needs, I'll work with you.
0: Yeah, but it, it it would seem to be that having the exact same position as the Bloc Québécois on an issue of national security, if the liberals were as unscrupulous and dishonest as the conservatives are, you can raise a lot of money off that, could I you think? Oh, yeah.
1: If they I decided think- to go dirty like that, yeah.
0: If they PP decided to let's go
1: low. Yeah.
0: PP has overplayed his hand by refusing to meet with David Johnson. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the story. Yeah. That's going to be the story now. Well, we're going to damn well make it the story. <sighs> yes, we are. All right, kids. Um, that's uh, we have a show, don't we, Mr. Grizzly?
1: Yes, we do. Because I have to go. But let's just uh, let's uh, we need a few seconds of this. Uh, because it would be remiss of us not to to not to share this. Um
0: Wait, yeah. I do not know what the talking is overlaying. Mm-hmm. There's nothing playing on my end.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, it was the video of Tina, Turmer, Tina Turner, the late Tina Turner, who passed away yesterday at the age of 83, uh, live from Arnhem, Netherlands back in 2009, playing probably... Well, I... I it's in my top, uh, revolving top five of favorite Tina Turner mm-hmm. songs, Simply the Best, um, yes. because it's just a okay. joyful song. Um, and she was the queen of rock and roll, period. Queen period. of rock and roll.
0: Period. Period. I have nothing to say. Um, you know, just uh, everybody's calling her the queen. It was like, as soon as I heard it, I was thinking of uh, her song, the, what, I think one of the first songs on her private dancer album, like, might have been Queen, Full Survivor. Yeah. Just love that song. Ah, Tina, lots of joy you brought me. Lots of joy you brought me. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right, Mr. Grizzly. Uh, that's the we end. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's the end of this episode of the True North Eager Beaver podcast. We hope that you enjoyed uh, listening to us because we enjoyed making this for you. And yes, even though I am very visibly frustrated today, kids, because, uh, the show that I had planned for you, uh, with all the information that did not go down the way i wanted, um, I still enjoy showing up and, uh, talking to you every day. Uh, so, um, uh, please pardon my crisp face today. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. oh man, I just want whatever planet that's Passing through my anus right now. To just keep going. Is like Mercury through it goes going through Uranus? It's going through my anus. Uranus. <laughs> yes, I know it's it Uranus. Uranus. I know it's Uranus, but it's not as funny when you pronounce it properly. True. <laughs> the Uranus fug, Fudge Factory. Uh, the best fudge comes from Uranus. As we say in French, it's quelque chose qui me passe de travers dans Anyway, (laughs) Uh, I've got something stuck in my craw, let's put it that way. Well, (laughs) uh, remember, sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless, so please let your peeps know about us, because democracy is something that you do. Uh, Please write your MPs, your senators, your media outlets, uh, letting them know that you demand better and that you want them to actually commit some journalism now and then. That would be really nice. If you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Cryer Media Network as well as all Beaver Grizzly friendly platform stars and reviews are appreciated and uh, also appreciated today was all the kind comments uh, from the kits uh, in the chat uh, when I was being frustrated uh, also. So uh, hello, Kit Elaine, Kit Ellen, Kit Christian, Kit Linda M and uh, Kit Milkman. Thank you so much for uh, <laughs> the very the encouragement. I saw it and uh, it did help. It did help um we'd love to hear from you please reach us on our facebook at true north eager beaver uh twitter at true eager or by email true north eager beaver at gmail.com and you can subscribe via our pod page podpage.com the true north eager beaver and uh, we'll come to you when we have something fresh off the bandwidth and if you would subscribe to our true north eager beaver media incorporated youtube channel that would be great thank you so much we can't do this without your kind and generous support. So if you're watching, you can uh, bring your cell phone to that squiggly thing that Mr. Grizzly going to make appear right about now. Boom, there you go. And that will bring you to our emergency hot chocolate and coffee fund. And if you're listening, then you go to our coffee page ko-fi.com slash eager beaver all in one word lowercase letters. And that's where you can make your donation. And we thank you. Every cent goes back into the show. So we very much appreciate it. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying until the next time, dear kids, it can be a tough world, sometimes a frustrating one out there. So please be kind to and gentle with yourself. It could probably have taken a page from that for myself this morning. Uh, Mr. Grizzly, do you have some words of wisdom for us before we go? Uh,
1: Not words of wisdom, but kind of, holy crap. Yeah. This, from Stockwell Day, Justin Trudeau is right. Sorry, it can't be a public inquiry. That is a disaster for a nation's intel service. My time at CSIS showed me they are okay, but this must be an internal inquiry with sworn MPs who then report publicly. Thank
0: you for being a statesman, sir. Was it that hard? Pierre, there. Was it that hard? It's not that hard. Roll the credits, sir. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and The Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. All right, kids, have a beaverific. Ah, see, I can't even get the ending out. Oh, God, it's been a day already. Have a beaverific day. It's been a day, and it's only eight a.m. I've got, I've had more crap happen to me today than, than the army probably has. Well, I, I've only
1: had one cup of coffee, so
0: that gives you an idea how my day has begun. Oh, have a better day than
1: I'm having, kids, please.